0: Welcome to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Danielle Perry, and I'm so glad you decided to take time out of your busy schedule to listen. On this podcast, you will hear authentic stories from people of all ages who've endured through challenging situations or seasons in their lives and how they overcame or they are on their way to overcoming with God's help. Be encouraged as you listen, because God may be speaking to you. Mrs. Nicole Payne. What's up, Nick? What's up? (laughs) It is so good to have you on. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being a part. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I have you on today to talk about miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, You've shared quite a bit of your story with me, but I want you to share it with our audience because I do believe that it's going to help women out there who have had that same experience. All right. So Before we delve into that, I want you to introduce yourself and just tell us a bit of who you are. My
1: name is Nicole Payne. I am 41 years old. I have been a wife for almost 16 years. I am a mom of two. My mm-hmm. oldest is 10, almost 11. He's about 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. And My younger son is seven. Mm-hmm. I have two boys. I was born and raised in Texas. Mm-hmm. I was a I was an English teacher,
0: a high school English teacher why, why for fifteen years. I was just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. I interrupted. Continue.
1: I am a um, retired, resigned English teach, former English teacher of fifteen years, high school level, mm-hmm. and now I'm a full time wife, mom,
0: trainuer. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> were you expecting to say that just now? Nope. Yeah, kind of rolled off. That was that was clever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so before we delve into your pregnancies, I want you to tell us a bit about what married life was like in the early stages. Um did you guys talk about at what point you wanted to get pregnant? Just tell us a bit about where you guys were early on. Well, listen, we got married at
1: 26. Mm-hmm. And yes, we spoke about having children. We both wanted to have wanted to have children, and mm-hmm. you know when you're that young and life has not happened to you yet, or mm-hmm. hard things in life has has not have not may have not happened to you because mm-hmm. there are people who hard things happen to way younger. Mm-hmm. I don't want to discredit that, but you know just young and married and. I know for me, having that attitude of we're going to do this and we're not going to do this until this time. and So that's kind of how I was about children. Okay, Uh, I never was the one to want a lot of children, but I did Mm -hmm. want to have children. But I wanted to have children. I wanted to have children. Mm -hmm. That's right. So (laughs) we we did
0: speak about it. And we did not want to have them right away, though. Okay. Okay. So uh, I know that you shared a bit about just how early on you guys just enjoyed just you, just you two. You yes. know what I mean? Like yes. you were good just being married, sure. no children yet. Sure. And when it came to babysitting kids, you were like, no, "Don't ask thank you. Me. <laughs> Don't ask me to.
1: I, I just want to be worried about me. You know, not, yeah. I remember when I used to go get my hair done and my stylist had, had children mm-hmm. and I would bring snacks to eat mm-hmm. and her, her, her baby girl would say, mom, can I have some of her snacks? And I'd be like, baby, you ask me, and I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> I brought the snacks for Miss Nikki. You know.
0: You I wouldn't was. even share your snacks with the kids.
1: I would, but I wouldn't want
0: to. <laughs>
1: I don't care how cute you, you know, that's just how I felt. Like, uh-huh. you're cute, but you're not mine. right? And I, That sounds really rude, but, you know, <laughs> that's how I felt. Yeah. Then.
0: Then, right. So, what At what point did you and Kwasi decide we're now ready to have children? Well, I just remember quite quickly
1: getting the itch to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I recognized that itch once one of my friends started bringing her niece to the church. Mm -hmm. And I just gravitated to that little baby. She was so cute and mm. I I wanted her with me. Oh, now you want w- it. You right, wanted this. a child. And this with was uh me. this was probably around, you know, 4 years after marriage. Okay. So you're 4 years in. Okay. Uh, 4 years in after mm. marriage. So I noticed that and mm-hmm. I just I don't know where it came from. Yeah. Don't know where it came from at all. Mm-hmm. And to the point where when my friend didn't bring her niece, mm-hmm. I was upset with my friend <laughs> for not bringing her niece.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so you started itch. Get that it, Yeah. It so. came out of nowhere, it felt like. <laughs> so you get pregnant. Right. Were you guys planning to? Like, do you remember if it happens pretty quickly? Or I did think it, take... it did. I think it did fairly quickly. Okay. I mean,
1: honestly, I was on birth control. I stopped birth control. I had mm-hmm. you know I was talking to my doctor mm-hmm. and telling her I think we're ready. Mm-hmm. And so she said, okay, quit
0: it. Nix yeah. it, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't feel like it took that long. Okay. Okay so you get pregnant talk about your emotions mm. when you found out.
1: Yes, I was I was happy, mm-hmm. excited, grateful, mm-hmm. expectant. Mm-hmm. All those all those nice things. Yeah. No no real worry or anything. Mm-hmm. I looked forward to my belly growing, mm-hmm. I looked forward to being able to eat whatever I wanted and not mm-hmm. that I was watching too hard what I was eating in the first place, but just Mm -hmm. that it was going to be an extra excitement of you get to have whatever you want because you're carrying a child.
0: Uh Yeah. (laughs) So you're pregnant and you share the news. Talk to us about that. How did you share the news with people? (laughs) Hmm. I think,
1: I think I just, I really don't remember, Mm -hmm. you know, how, what I Literally said. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that I call parents first Mm -hmm. and aunts, you know, uncles, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And I think just seeing people's reaction close to me was more exciting. Everybody was thrilled. My mom always had a dance every time, you know, always had a (laughs) dance, always had a song. Absolutely. That was just her speed anyway, all through my life. Mm -hmm. So it didn't change once I told her I was pregnant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been their first grandbaby, Mm -hmm. pretty much. So Absolutely. absolutely. They were excited. Absolutely. So, at what point did your pregnancy take a turn?
1: When I was just four months in, mm-hmm. I went for my screening, the screening that normally happens between 11 and 15 weeks of pregnancy, mm-hmm. where they're looking for any abnormalities. Okay. And I went in, had the blood work done or the blood taken. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the turnaround time regarding the results, mm-hmm. but I was in school teaching and I got a a uh, phone call which i ended up checking it was a voicemail she left a voicemail and i ended mm-hmm. up calling her back a woman from the the office where i got my screening done and mm. she said there was an abnormality detected i she i think she tried to explain to me what it was mm-hmm. which it ended up being what's called triploidy syndrome okay and that is where the baby has a whole extra set of chromosomes so we have um 23 mm-hmm two sets of 23 so we have 46 okay right but the baby had 69 wow yes so the baby had 69 chromosomes and that that syndrome is not compatible with with living mm-hmm. with life mm-hmm. so she was trying to tell me that that mm-hmm. this is not going to end you're not going to make it pretty yeah. much to full term pregnancy and yeah. so she was urging me to or she was asking me if i wanted to come in and get counseling because that's what they urge Pregnant mothers to do mm-hmm. to do who have this result yeah. of the, the triploidy syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me if I wanted to come in for counseling, just mm-hmm. to cope with, grapple yeah. with, accept mm-hmm. what was to be. Yeah. And I said, no, thank you.
0: Okay. So why did you say no, thank you?
1: Just because... You know, this is my first baby. I didn't Mm -hmm. expect anything to go wrong. Mm -hmm. I was faithful Mm -hmm. or expectant that things were going to be fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a believer. This is a great time in my husband's in my life, and you know this this is just it's a it's a faith test, and Mm -hmm. we're going to see it
0: through. Okay, now was your husband feeling the same way? Yes. Okay. So you guys were just you know, of course uh walking in faith, hoping and believing that this baby will make it full term, despite, you know, what the doctors told you. Right. Um so at what point did you make the decision that this baby isn't gonna be full term? child when when I
1: went to the bathroom at some you know, I can't remember how much the time had passed. Mm-hmm. Much time had passed, but I was at school again, and Mm -hmm. I ended up going to the bathroom, and I was spotting, Mm. and I said, oh, that's not good, Mm -hmm. but rewinding a bit to the morning, that Mm -hmm. morning- Mm I sat down to eat my breakfast, which had become normally four eggs at a time because mm-hmm. I was pregnant and I was happy that I could eat four eggs at a time because I'd never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And when I couldn't get through my plate because I wasn't hungry anymore, I thought something's wrong. Yeah. But I just brushed it off. I went to school. And then later on, when I went to the bathroom and I was spotting, mm-hmm. I called my doctor. I let Quasi mm-hmm. know I was going to the hospital because my doctor told me to get to the hospital quickly. Mm-hmm. So I drove myself there. And they did a sonogram to detect the heartbeat of the baby and they couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. There were two two women there who were trying to find the, the sonogram, oh, find the sonogram, <laughs> find the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, but they were trying to assure me that they weren't that good at detecting, yeah. you know, a fetal heartbeat or uni- doing a sonogram. So they went and found somebody who, could do it well, Mm -hmm. and that person couldn't detect the heartbeat. So then they called my doctor on the phone. Mm -hmm. I talked to him. He said, I'm so sorry, Nicole, they can't find the heartbeat. We're going to schedule a DNC, which is a procedure that they do when they go in and to remove the
0: dead fetus. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how were you feeling in that moment? I was feeling heartbroken, shocked,
1: disappointed, I don't think anger had set in yet mm-hmm. because it was those primary responses that I was having first emotionally of shock, mm-hmm. disappointment,
0: sadness, fear, mm-hmm. feeling alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you told or you you shared with me that you yes. had shared the news with family right. and with friends right. already. Right. So yes. how were... You know, their reactions. You know, you can share maybe your parents' reactions and maybe some of your close friends at the time.
1: Oh, just heartbroken. I remember mm-hmm. being on the phone with my dad. And he, you know, when he when he's very hurt or something is very sad, a lot of times he says, I just don't know what to say. Mm. So I could hear it, though. I could feel their sadness on the other end of the phone. I remember talking to my. I don't, I don't even think my mother... Could talk to me because she was so hurt. My stepdad was mm-hmm. on the phone. I was talking to him, and she okay. was sitting next to him because mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I I just think it really hurt her yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And I just heard the same, you know, uh, hurt in my stepdad's voice that I heard in my dad's voice when mm-hmm. I told them. And even I was talking to friends on the phone, and I was telling them, and it's it was the same
0: consistent mm-hmm. sadness yeah. for us, yeah, and heartbreak for us, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I remember you sent out a mass text to friends and you basically shared that I believe in that text you shared that you had miscarried is that correct yes okay and that you and Kwesi you know you didn't want any company right um or any you know phone calls or anything at the time because you were in the the process of it all right you kind of just needed space Yes. so talk to us about that
1: yes I do remember us saying that we we don't. We didn't charge God foolishly, which is the church way of saying <laughs> mm-hmm. we're not going to blame God because this bad thing has happened to us and we lost mm-hmm. our child. Uh, at the same time, you know, I was letting everybody know that we weren't okay, but we were okay, meaning that yeah. we weren't at a point where we were going to completely fall apart. Mm-hmm you know, and that somebody needed to come in urgently and help us. Mm -hmm. We weren't at that point, but we still needed space to cope and process Mm -hmm. just as a married couple first, Yeah, you know, and not wanting a lot of extra people involved in that at that
0: moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember now that I'm thinking about it even more, I remember reading that text and thinking, like, my heart kind of sunk because Mm -hmm. it's that whole thing of seeing you with a belly – with a baby growing inside of you, mm-hmm. and knowing that the next time I see you, mm-hmm. it won't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, and
1: my stomach had just, you know, as being a first-time mom, I was always doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it, and then looking at the mm-hmm. at the side mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. see how far it was coming out because I was excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And it had just started to do a little something, mm-hmm. just a little something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, and I do remember when I came back to church after however long I just kind of stayed at mm-hmm. home, just yeah. away from people. Mm-hmm. And I came back to church and I remember our homegirl, Natyra, she said that, um, she said, wow, Nick, you, she said, and this wasn't that actual day mm-hmm. when I first came back to church, but, um, maybe a few days after I came back to church. She said, "Man, Nick, you know the first time I saw you, I just," she said, "I thought you just looked really good, like fresh, you know, yeah, good." Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And it was kind of like maybe I misinterpreted, but she was just saying, "You know, you looked okay. Mm. You looked, you 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 pulled it together, Mm -hmm, you know." mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then uh, one of my other friends, Monique, which was so refreshing when I came back to church Mm -hmm. after the miscarriage, and everybody knew. Mm She saw me in the lobby and she said, can I just say, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> and I said, you know, that is so yeah. awesome because yeah. you didn't try to fake like you knew what to say. Absolutely. You didn't try to fish for words That's just to right. say, just to say you were yeah. saying something. Uh-huh. I thought that was the neatest thing. And I that was one of the the, the things from somebody who spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the things I appreciated the most yeah. was Absolutely. her authenticity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you said it just now, I was like, Yeah, she's like, Can I just say I don't know what to say? I was like, Yes, you can. can. Sure, you can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, you and your husband, did you go back on birth control or did you say, Let's try again? Do you remember? Oh, I did not go back on birth control.
1: Okay. And I remember speaking to my, my childhood best friend, Tiffany, from Texas. Mm-hmm. And she was asking me, she mm-hmm. said, so, you know, what, what are you guys up to now? What, do you, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? What do you want to do? And I mm-hmm. said, I want to try again. And she said, all right. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. And I think I said the same thing to my mom. So, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We we didn't go back on birth control.
0: So do you remember how much longer after your miscarriage did you become pregnant again? About four to five months. Four to five months. Okay. Mm-hmm. So four to five months, you become pregnant again. Were there any fears of miscarrying? Oh, totes. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But being grateful at
1: the same time that I was pregnant again. Yeah. And trying not to allow the fear
0: to overshadow Mm -hmm. the second pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with your four month mark or at your four month mark, Mm -hmm. how did you feel? I felt relieved.
1: It was a... Oh, we made it. Mm. And the screening didn't come... This screening for Mm -hmm. this pregnancy didn't come back abnormal. It came back fine. Mm -hmm. Which I want to say about the triploidy syndrome for the first baby, that only happens statistically to between 1% and 3% of pregnant women. So it was a complete... You know? Wow. And even knowing... Some of the the the, the birth defects mm-hmm. that come with babies who might make it mm-hmm. all the way through, mm-hmm. which if they do it's said that they don't they don't live um long after hours of birth oh wow i believe okay. the the uh there's a one who made it to like ten and a half months wow. after being born with uh, full triploidy syndrome mm. so it's not a Like I said, it's not compatible with life. Mm -hmm. And some of the birth defects are facial deformities and Mm. uh, renal problems Mm. and uh, uh, fingers and toes are sometimes united and Mm. um, a lot of a lot of issues, Mm. a lot of issues. And so just Mm -hmm. going back and looking at that information and thinking about what if, you know, just to see that information and some of the images of the fetuses with triple ID syndrome was very hard. Yeah. It was, and it made me think like, wow, Lord, if that baby had made it, mm-hmm. what would our lives have been like? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So your second pregnancy goes full term. Yes. And you deliver your son, Asa. Yes. Tell us about your emotions at that point. Happy, just
1: thrilled, overjoyed. <laughs> not even expecting when i heard his cry which in our church among our <laughs> congregation he's known as a fire engine crier uh-huh. <laughs> and but when i heard that little cry mm-hmm. i just could not control the 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 tears that just came yeah. Yeah. with hearing my son my child my baby mm-hmm. cry for the first time mm-hmm. so it was very exciting mm-hmm. just thinking about Packing the, the baby bag, mm-hmm. and you know me, so you know I I was ready. I you were, you I was were not waiting to the last minute. That bag was packed. You understand? That uh-huh. baby room was done. <laughs> okay, the clothes and everything he uh-huh. I, he was going to wear home that was together. <laughs> the car seat had been strapped in the car yeah. effectively. Yeah,
0: and uh, it was an exciting time. Awesome, yes, awesome. I remember Quasi being so excited. Um, at church one Sunday, just showing everyone Asa's picture, his newborn picture. Mm-hmm. And Asa was off the off the break. Did I say that right? Off the break, off yeah. the jump. Yeah. Asa was a cute baby. Mm-hmm. Even like cause <laughs> every newborn. <laughs> <laughs> all newborns ain't cute. But Asa was cute. And he was big. Yeah. Like he was long. I was like, Wasey, he's a big baby. I know. <laughs> and I just, I mean... You look at Quasi and me now, you know, you look
1: at where we come from. I mean, my mom and my dad are short mm-hmm. and his parents are not tall. Mm-hmm. And, but, but, not and, but mm-hmm. Asa comes from a line of big babies. I was 8.9 ounces. My brother was 10 and something. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was eight pounds and nine ounces. My brother was 10 pounds and something. Asa was seven pounds and 12.2 ounces.
0: And, uh. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. To know yeah, that is yeah. on the small, the small end, end of the, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Yes. Oh, and quacy <laughs> Quasi was a chubby little boy. Oh, he was? Yes, you wouldn't believe it. But I finally saw, I think I finally saw a picture of him when he was a, like a little boy. Uh-huh. Somewhere maybe around five, four mm-hmm. or five. He was a chunky
0: little thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> cool stuff. So... You have Asa, you're now a mom, Quasi's now a dad. At what point? <laughs> what sorry. Laughing? Because I'm just thinking about one of our church members when we got <laughs> pregnant with Asa, uh-huh. she said,
1: Quasi, gonna be somebody father? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does Kwesi know about that? She said it to him oh. in front of him. <laughs> I could just see Kwesi like. He said that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, he's a great father. He yeah. absolutely is. So, you're a mom. Kwesi's a dad. At what point did you decide, let's try again? Okay.
1: I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, the boys are three and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. So, I did want some space in there. I. I marvel at and respect greatly those women who have stairs. What they call them, <laughs> stair step children. Much respect. Uh-huh. Much respect. <laughs> I was hopeful that Asa would be up and along far enough to where he wouldn't be too far ahead of his brother in age, mm-hmm. but that he was independent enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have two babies pulling right. on me at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So three and a half years yes. later. Yes. After Asa's born, you are pregnant with Asaya. Yes. Were there any fears again of miscarrying? They're less. They were less intense. Okay. Because we
1: had had a se- successful birth, mm-hmm. full-term pregnancy, mm-hmm. healthy baby. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that the fears were less intense. Okay. And even at the four-month mark. Right. Yeah.
0: I, did, I didn't sweat it as much. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Asaya is full-term. Right. And he's born, mm-hmm. again, a cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was grateful. One time, one time we were hanging
1: with friends, and I just said, babe. I said, I'm not trying to like say anything about us, but I'm just blown away that we really do have cute kids, yeah. and it's not because I'm their mom. Uh-huh. I think if I was not their mom, I would
0: still think they were super cute. <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> they were both very cute, <laughs> absolutely. And I think I say, was he big too? I can't remember. Yeah, Tank was big he too. He was big I too. Mean, we called him Tank. <laughs>
1: so I, I think he was around. He was seven pounds as well. He
0: was seven pounds. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're now a mom of two boys. Talk to us about just how that's how that is for you now, how it is
1: for me now or how it was you for can, me. then? How, how
0: it was for you
1: then. Yeah. OK, it was it was exciting. Mm-hmm. I was excited be- more so because Asa was getting a sibling, yeah. somebody that he could hang with, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, he could love on and mm-hmm. would love him back. Mm-hmm. And just to see them as siblings, but to see them as individuals, mm-hmm. see how they looked different. Yeah.
0: Those types of things. Yeah, that's cool. I remember you were saying how there was this moment where you just had to throw your hands up. Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. just praise God. I did. God. Yes. So what was that?
1: Because sleep <laughs> patterns. Okay. You know, I could be a very grumpy person when I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And with newborns, mm-hmm. comes sleep training and, and a change in schedule mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, you know, when you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're you're tired, and you're thinking, I just want to go to
0: sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But this baby won't go to sleep, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or this baby keeps waking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was that with one child, and mm-hmm. then with two children, it was the okay. Now we're trying to find a, a similarities within yeah. the sleep schedules. Mm-hmm. You know, Asa obviously was sleeping through the night at three and a half years old Mm -hmm. and he was still taking a nap in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. and when the, the first time when they both took a nap at the same time in the mm-hmm. middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And as a mom, I had to decide if I was going to sleep with them or if I was going to do something that needed to get done around the house or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always that decision to make. Mm-hmm. I chose to sleep when they slept. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting in my fa- family room, lying down on the couch, and as I went back, I threw my hands up and I was worshiping and I went into tongues. Because there's just this. It was this sweet <laughs> environment uh-huh. where I Felt God's presence. I mean, it was, ooh. Yes, They were asleep at the same time. Yes, the uh, the house was quiet. It was quiet. (laughs) You know, and it was just a, over the whole house. Like the house was breathing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm just thinking about Asaya. And when he was a baby, his hair. Yeah, yeah, all oh, that he hair. had the braids, yes. and I think the braids would come down on the side mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I remember this one Sunday in particular, mm-hmm. he must have worn like some khakis mm-hmm. and he had on like mm-hmm. a plaid shirt, mm-hmm. and he had his braids. I think that's Ace you're talking about. No, this is a sayer because you you about to keep listening. Okay, he had the braids, mm-hmm. and he fell over. Uh huh. Uh huh. His pants started to come down. That on was the back a, side. Okay. 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 That okay. was a saying. Yeah. 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 He fell. And I saw nothing but glistening skin. It was on his shiny, backside. though. It was moisturized,
1: wasn't it? Yes, it was moisturized. Their pediatrician used to praise me for that because she was basically saying, and I'm sitting in my own words. She was basically saying these parents bring their dry ashy children up in here, saying that they moisturized them well. But she knew they were lying because their kids was ashy. And she said, but your children are always well-moisturized. And sure enough, he fell and showed that behind, and it was still moisturized. That behind
0: was so (laughs) moisturized. And he had no clue what we were laughing at. But we were cracking up. And it was like his pants kept sliding down more and more. Uh
1: It was hilarious. Yeah, some of those baby clothes, are you know, they're for looks.
0: Sometimes <laughs> they don't stay upright. It was so funny. I love it. Every time I think about it, I, I crack up. Didn't he say, I'm okay? <laughs> Did he say that? I don't know. He may <laughs> <think so>. okay. have. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so another thing that I'm just thinking on because you have so many funny stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Share with us. Mm-hmm. The chicken wing story. Yes. Piece. Okay. Chicken wings. And this is with Asa. This is right. with Asa. I
1: don't remember what my thing was as far as food with Asaya was. Maybe I didn't have it, but with Asa, it was buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. Buffalo wings. Buffalo wings. Where we would buy that big, big value pack of Tyson mm-hmm. buffalo wings from mm-hmm. the cut co- from the BJ's, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just couldn't get enough of them. Yeah. So and I love the ones from. I, I love the ones that Quasi <laughs> would bring me from a particular fast food place, uh-huh. and. um and one night, I got the craving. It was after 9. Had to be. Mm-hmm. He ran out and came back with barbecuings. And mm. my pregnant hormones couldn't take it. <laughs> I did not want him to feel bad because mm-hmm. he went out there. He was my Uber Eats before mm-hmm. there was Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. Went out there and got him late at night, came back. I, w- I left him in the bedroom and went down to the kitchen so I could cry by myself and not let him know oh. that I was crying. Mm-hmm. And But he knew when I went back upstairs. Cause I tried not to be gone too long so he wouldn't think something was wrong. <laughs> I went back upstairs. He said, what's wrong? I uh-huh. said, these are barbecue and I really would like to have buffalo, please. Yeah, so he yeah. took in a deep breath and let it out and went mm-hmm. and grabbed him keys and went right on mm-hmm. back to the plate. Mm-hmm. Switched him out. He said that somewhere between the handoff uh, from him, the car to the to the food place, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the drive-up, mm-hmm. that they, they, they missed it. They dropped mm. it, and it hit the ground between the car and the, the building. And he said that somebody on the inside was fussing at the person who missed the,
0: mm-hmm. the grab, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and they were fussing. And he said, I probably made somebody lose his job that night. But he came home <laughs> with the buffalo wings. He
0: came home with the buffalo wings. They were
1: nice and hot. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yes. I love it, I love it, I love it. (laughs) So, fast forwarding a bit, Asa is, I want to say eight, let me not try to say their ages, you can tell me. I think it is eight and five and a half. Okay, eight and five and a half. And you're pregnant again? Yes. Now, was this pregnancy planned? Now, it was,
1: we weren't necessarily trying and hoping. Okay. But we weren't using anything to stop it.
0: Right, right. So there you have it. Okay. So if it (laughs) happens, it happens. Right. Okay. So you are pregnant and things began to take a turn again. Right. Um, Now, did you initially notice anything wrong? Nothing at all. So what was the indication that something may have been wrong? In the grocery store, and I went to the bathroom and I was spotting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So what were you thinking in that moment? Like, what the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. And did you call your doctor like, right then? Yes, I did. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And what was that conversation? He told me to come in, have sonogram done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you had the sonogram done, and what did they find? And the woman who did it, uh, you know,
1: she tried for 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 a while. Mm-hmm. When it was going as long as it did, I started to be concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, and. uh Finally, and this one was, this one was different from the the first miscarriage because first miscarriage I was in a room where there were no TV screens and there was no projection of okay. the sonogram. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this one, mm-hmm. you know, and this is this is years later because you know, so maybe an advancement right. in technology, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I was in a room where there was a screen in front of me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I could see the. What she was doing, I could see the sonogram projected on the screen in front of me Mm -hmm. um, while she was feeling around for the heartbeat. But I do know before I left, I could see Mm. the picture. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, she couldn't detect the heartbeat, mm-hmm. and when she, you know, finally let me know, she said, "I'm so sorry." Such a soft-spoken voice, mm-hmm. and she said, "There, I can't detect a heartbeat." And she mm-hmm. said, "There's nothing. There's nothing that you did." There. Mm-hmm. They always want to reassure you that there's nothing that you did mm-hmm. or didn't do that caused this. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe about ten or eleven weeks, and the baby was measuring a week younger. So mm-hmm. if I was ten or eleven, the baby was measuring at nine, yeah, yeah, which means a, a stop in growth and development. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Mm-hmm. So, what were you feeling? I was feeling let down and aggravated. Mm-hmm. I think more so aggravated this okay. time. Why is that? Because I'm the type of person who's very logical. So, if we're starting at A, we're going to B, mm-hmm. we're getting to C, mm-hmm. we're getting to D, and we're just bringing it on home. Like, mm-hmm. this process, just we need to bring it full circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I had become pregnant again, you know, started getting excited. Question and I were both excited. We were grateful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my body really hadn't started going through too much change. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had an increased appetite, but you know me and food. Mm-hmm. But... Just that I had started a process that was halted. And I
0: I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And how far along were you? 10 or 11 weeks. 10 or 11 weeks. And as far as sharing news, Mm -hmm. did you do that with this pregnancy with anyone? No, I did
1: not share news early after the first miscarriage. Okay. So I waited. Mm-hmm. I remember with Asa,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when I reached the mark where I could not hide it anymore, mm-hmm. I remember our pastor, mm-hmm. Pastor Lawrence, I'll me at church one time. He said, "Well, <laughs> it's out there now, ain't it? <laughs> you know." And so I we started waiting until we mm-hmm. were clear of the first trimester before mm-hmm. telling people. Right after that first pregnancy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, no one knew about this fourth pregnancy.
1: Right. Well, actually, I. Th- I think I had just told my parents. Okay, they were you know the early birds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about people after them, yeah. friends and and extended family and yeah. such. But they were and I I had literally just told my just parents, told them. and we were thinking of getting ready to tell the
0: boys. Okay, about the fourth pregnancy. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was Quasi doing with everything? Quasi is is really cool through
1: through many difficult situations Mm -hmm. this when when he when i told him Mm -hmm. uh after that i i don't remember him being flabbergasted or Mm -hmm. you know he just he kind of just kind of took it in stride
0: Mm yeah i remember when uh you dropped the boys off at our house um for the night of you going in to see the doctor explain what that procedure was again well i had
1: once i spoke once once a woman let me know she couldn't detect the beat mm-hmm. heartbeat i got on the phone with my doctor and we scheduled a dnc a, another dnc mm-hmm. which i did not make again my mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. went through the process of giving birth that's what it is yeah. it was too early yeah Of that baby, to that baby. And so the night that we, the night that I dropped them here, Mm -hmm. the DNC was probably two days away. I was miscarrying. Mm -hmm. So I had to bring
0: them here because I had Mm -hmm. to go to the emergency room. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember, I didn't know what to expect as far as how you would be or how you would look, like your countenance or anything. Right. You didn't know if I was going to (laughs) be You open the door to a person in a fetal position on the ground. I mean, <laughs> I mean, or just sadness, you know, right. like I wasn't sure. And when I saw you, you were just very calm. You were very um, kind of just at ease, relaxed even. And I think I sensed the same thing from Kwesi. Um, and so I guess I admired that about you guys because I don't know what it's like. You know, to miscarry, and this is now the second one, right and so just to see how you both were kind of just you know going through the process and I didn't see any any emotions that were just kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I just admired that. Um, so yeah, that's just something that stands out for me. So you said that you didn't share the news with the boys, right initially, right, So at what point
1: did you share it with them? Months later, because mm-hmm. that night, all they knew was they're coming over to spend a night with Uncle Jared and Aunt Danny, mm-hmm. you know, even though they had school the next day, I'm sure they were just excited to, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was just trying to find a way to package it, mm-hmm. to package it that night so that I did not have to tell them what was going on, at the mm-hmm. same time not lie to them, yeah. and uh, so it was not until several months later mm-hmm. that we told them, and I don't even know how we entered into that conversation or wound up there, mm-hmm.
0: Right. And what was their reaction?
1: They started putting pieces together thinking, oh, okay, so that's why we slept there the whole mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you guys came to pick us up to go to school. Now, mm-hmm. now questions came. Now, did you spend the night mm-hmm. in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Were you sick? Were you hurt? Yeah. You know, things like that. What, what was the baby going to be?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All those those questions. Absolutely. Um. Did you ever? I just literally thought about this. And I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Did you ever question God? Did you ever ask God about just why? Oh,
1: I'm sure. I do. I definitely remember with the first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. There was a after the, that miscarriage. There was a lot of journaling that I did when I felt like I could not verbally articulate what I was feeling and mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I always do that. I always write. Yeah. And so there's was a lot of journaling that I did there. And I know that there was a lot of anger that I had and a lot of impatience and mm-hmm. frustration mm-hmm. around that. And yeah, yeah. I asked God why. I asked God what what was the point of it? What mm-hmm. was the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just why. And with the Fourth pregnancy or second miscarriage I can't remember if I I can't remember if I asked him why mm-hmm. I think it was more of Okay, Lord, help me To to Learn what it is I'm supposed to learn here mm-hmm. Help me to not be bitter mm-hmm. Help me to not be um, You know, go through this improperly mm-hmm. Help me to go through it with grace. Really, that was more
0: so my prayer. The second time, mm-hmm. did you know anybody that miscarried the first time that you had a miscarriage? Probably, I'm just asking because I'm wondering. Like, did you have anybody that you could talk to oh, who had actually endured mm-hmm. through the same thing?
1: No, I don't. I don't remember having anybody that I could talk to. Mm-hmm. I do know that after I had the first miscarriage, there were, there was a friend that Mm -hmm. experienced a miscarriage of her own. Okay. And so I knew what she was experiencing, Mm -hmm. having gone through it myself Mm -hmm. before.
0: Mm -hmm. I know me, I'm just thinking about how I'm, I just research a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm always on Google and I know everything on Google isn't reliable, right? but I'm just imagining if I were in your shoes I would probably, a part of me would be like, no, don't research, don't look at nothing, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. then the other part of me would be like, well, what are my chances of miscarrying again?
1: Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what I mean? What, yes, what would yes, my yes.
0: chances be? Yes. So I just imagine myself yes. kind of like, you know, yes. it's like, don't put yourself there. But mm-hmm. then a part of you wants to really see what the statistics say right oh yeah so did you find yourself at all kind of like doing any any of that listen girl i know myself Mm
1: -hmm. and i have to stay away from google yeah when it comes to that yeah i will run my mind ragged Mm -hmm. and so i yes i know when it comes to medical things Mm -hmm. physical things i have to stay away from google Mm -hmm. if i you know if i go on there at all it's not a lot (laughs)
0: at all yeah yeah that's good that's good self-control (laughs) Yes, I think I just,
1: I'd rather, you know, talk to my doctors Mm -hmm. because they know my case. Absolutely. So what good is it doing me to Google broadly this situation and not specifically pertaining to my case?
0: So I stick with the doctors and prayer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I just think that, you know, when we're in moments of just heightened anxiety or stress, Mm -hmm. it's like you just want to find a solution right you want to find people that can relate to you Mm -hmm. yes yes you just want to you need some type of something to bring you peace settle you something to settle you and sometimes we go to the wrong places to find it find it you know yeah so thinking about the fact that you have or were pregnant four times Right, It's right? crazy It sounds crazy to me it's still today Yeah, <laughs> you were pregnant four times Right I just think It's amazing Like when I think of people that I know Who have miscarried mm-hmm. And I think I've heard one one person in particular say Yeah, I have X amount of babies in heaven right now mm-hmm. That just aren't here in mm-hmm. the natural You know, or here on earth And I'm like, yeah, you're right You know, Mm -hmm. so I just think it's really like. It's just like, wow, when you think about it that way, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. The the number
1: four jars me all the time when I think about it, you know, I just because I really don't think of it as four times being pregnant. I always just think of, okay, I've had two miscarriages, but I also have two that made it. So, yes, I have been pregnant four times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I have spent time asking God. What ha- what about those babies?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I haven't spent a lot of time asking where are they and mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I just not that does not grab my attention mm-hmm. so hard. But mm-hmm. I do just wonder, you know, what they what that the fetus may have experienced
0: in that mm-hmm. whole process. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I'm just, questions are just coming as we're speaking. Do you have any women in your family that have experienced miscarriage as well? You know, I know my mom hasn't.
1: Aunts that I've talked to about pregnancy and things like that have not. But, you know, I'm sure there's somebody, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a woman, uh, maybe an aunt that I have not spoken to Mm -hmm. about birth and pregnancy and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. Well, actually, she birthed a daughter, Mm -hmm. but she didn't make it. Long, and I don't really know what was behind that, but okay. I haven't had a whole a whole lot of close conversations about miscarriages with other women in my family, so yeah. I don't know of any
0: okay. of them that okay. have had miscarriages. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know some women who. <clears throat> it's generational. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. generational, and I do believe at that point there's a lot of prayer, mm-hmm. you know, that needs to to take place and um, for God to break that curse. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. When it is generational, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and some women I don't think are aware of that. Mm, you know, Probably not. I don't think they're aware of that, but um, God is a curse breaker. Yeah. You know For what sure. I mean? He's a For curse sure. breaker. As a matter of fact, there was an altar called church one day mm-hmm. where I don't know, I don't think it was a curse that, well, it was a curse that was broken, but it wasn't generational Okay. But I remember there were a lot of women who weren't able to conceive, mm-hmm. and our pastor prayed. Mm-hmm. Am I remembering this correctly? I think you are. Yeah, this was
1: after this was after I had my first miscarriage. I think, and he called when he called women to the altar who wanted to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. I do remember that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, I know I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like everybody, <laughs> and then we there. Listen, there were. At least eight or nine of us, after that, who became pregnant, because all of our kids, you know, all of our, um, all of our ten year olds, ten mm-hmm. eleven year olds, are, we got a lot of those. Yeah. We, or we at at one point the church birth. Yeah, I
0: remember this, that. Yeah,
1: and we would have hangouts. Yeah. Because we all we we were all pregnant, and we all had the babies, and we were all having these hangouts. I remember taking a picture when we were at one hangout. Mm-hmm. At one of our houses, and literally, we lined all the babies up in their car seats wow. and just and and just took a
0: picture. Wow. Yep, there were like wow. eight or nine of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just wanted to emphasize how sometimes it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? Sometimes oh, yeah. it's spiritual, and yeah. God has to come in and do what He does, mm-hmm. and boom.
1: Listen, because the devil does not want life under the care of God. Mm-hmm because God is the giver of life, that's right? And the devil opposes everything about God. That's right. So that's he right. wants to he wants to kill us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he's mm-hmm. here that's what he wants mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a spit in his face. Yes.
0: Eight nine of us that's right. out there booming like that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're wrapping up, but I do want to ask are there any plans to have any more children? No
1: plans. We we're not planning. You have any more children and of course, as I just spoke, God is the giver of life and he can do what he wants to do. He can Mm -hmm. cause what he wants to cause. And you know, but uh we're not necessarily wanting. Well, I know I'm not necessarily wanting another child. Mm -hmm. And Quasi has not spoken that, Mm -hmm. so I would assume that he does not necessarily want, but Mm -hmm. I neither of us would be upset. Okay.
0: If we were pregnant again. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I would like for you to share any advice. Any encouragement that you may have for women who have miscarried, um, just talk from your heart yeah well to to women who have miscarried or even women who
1: who can't get pregnant or have not gotten pregnant mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. you know, as I said about my journey, prayer has been the consistent pulse of everything, and you know if 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 you're not a believer you should be. (laughs) And I don't say that haughtily. Mm -hmm. I don't say that with an air of arrogance, Mm -hmm. but we all need a savior. And Jesus is that savior. God is the father. Uh, God is the creator of everybody. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're a woman who wants to be pregnant or has miscarried, God is the giver of life and he is the answer of all questions. Mm -hmm. So, get to know him and if you do if you do know him mm-hmm. talk to him and let him talk to you and just surrender your heart and your emotions and your your concerns and everything surrender all of that to him because who better to do that with the knower of everything yeah. That's <laughs> than right. God That's right. And to people who want to know how to respond to women who have had miscarriages, um, whether recent or far previously, you know, way back in the day or what Mm -hmm. have you, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm able to sit up here and talk about this now. Uh, My last miscarriage was in 2020 and now -hmm. it's 2022 and I'm able to sit here and talk about it. Cause the Lord has processed me through it yeah. and he's walked, he's been walking me through life and he has walked me through that. And I'm just grateful to be, a, to be able to sit up here and talk about all of these things. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person who is, uh you know, wanting to know how to console or comfort a person who has had a woman who's had a miscarriage, I would say be Holy spirit led. If you have the Holy spirit dwelling inside of you, if you don't, then let your words be few. And just be there for them. You know, you can say, mm-hmm. I'm very sorry. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. If that is how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, don't be, don't go in faking it. Yeah. You know, like my friend Monique said, can I just say, I don't know what to mm-hmm. say to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be mm-hmm. authentic and just let your words be few. Better to not say a lot than mm-hmm. say too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, just be there for them. You know, let them guide the conversation. If they want to talk, listen. You know, if they want to bring up stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you can, you feel like there's a question you could ask. If you, if you're sensing that they they want to be open, then fine. Mm -hmm. But let your words be few. Keeps ringing in my mind. Unless Mm -hmm. you're being Holy Spirit led.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you. You're welcome for being a part um, of this podcast, and again, sharing your story authentically. Uh, I know that this is a sensitive topic. And so for you to, you know, just come on and share publicly about some of your challenges with miscarriages, uh, I do appreciate it. And I do believe that it's going to bless and encourage other women out there. So thank you. Good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that what you've heard encouraged you to remain hopeful. And to never stop believing in God's strategic and perfect plan for your life. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and hit the notification bell to be notified of future episodes. You can also head over to my YouTube channel to check out the video recording and subscribe. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. God bless.